Hey. Hello. This is Double Bluff. The comedy podcast where we teach a lot and lie a little. We both have pretty much the worst mugs in the world (laughs) right now. And that means that it's time to start recording. What does your mug say? My mug says free hugs. Okay, but then, then turn around. What does it say on the other side? JK, get the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine says, I'm not weird. I'm limited edition. <laughs> so you know this podcast is going to be like wacky and like weird and different and like quirky and like, you know, like just kind of like surreal and like spontaneous, but like you don't know what it's like trying to do, but like it's like, but it's like really like it's like on your face and it's like in your face and it's like all over your face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going along with the zany high schooler, we're definitely <laughs> a podcast that's, I think, most similar to something like True Truths and a Lie. Which is so high school. So high school. And uh, speaking of high school, again, we both also have <laughs> Starbucks cups mm-hmm. filled with coffee. Yeah, um, we're recording this um, in the morning, and the reason being because the last two episodes we've filmed have gone co- maybe completely off the rails because we got too drunk while filming. Yeah, and we're hoping that daylight will stop us from drinking because when you drink during the day, you are an alcoholic for sure, right? Right, okay. exactly. And we're not alcoholics. We're just university students. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just podcasters. Yeah. Um, we're going to do this over a nice, a nice cold cup of coffee cold cup of coffee it's gonna be very professional i don't drink coffee that much and my eyes are so big and right you need now. to slow down you need to slow down you're gonna lose control <laughs> i feel like you know when you were in high school and you didn't really drink much especially like early high school and then the closest thing you had was like coffee so you'd be like i had so much coffee don't talk to me it's so very <laughs> now if you had like i did in the ninth grade drama as your homeroom it's very that there's it's too much encouragement that early in the morning you get to the classroom and first of all our drama room it's just like a big carpeted area mm-hmm. and you're encouraged to take your shoes off oh my god i had the same thing right i think yeah. that's pretty standard but first thing in the morning it's a little much everybody gets like a little too heightened there's mm-hmm. some people there's some cartwheels happening yeah I would always come in and I would be like, oh, have I got a story for you? And it was always too much. And they were like, and now let's play improv. And I was like, wait. I, my eyes were just like my pupils, enormous. <laughs> my hands shaking. Um, yeah. My form class was also in our drama room. And form is like home homeroom. And I remember thinking like, this is the most, I think, the closest I'm going to get to an asylum because <laughs> it was just painted so black. You, um, where did you go to high school? Was it was it in Dubai? Yeah, I went to high school in Dubai. What are the theater kids like in Dubai? Okay, so actually, <laughs> the high school that I gr- like graduated. Okay, I'm gonna start that again. Uh, the high school that I graduated from had five theater kids, just five. Okay, those were the only people dumb enough to take B Tech drama. And oh, I'm so mean. No, they weren't dumb. They were quite smart, I think, maybe. Or maybe I'm just being nice. Um, but yeah, they were five. <laughs> I'm and just going to was... say, you're definitely not being nice right now. <laughs> That's... 
they were very, very intent. It was basically a cult. And the end-of-year play that they had was uh, The Cockroach by Kafka. Oh, my God! That's... Really? Is that what it's actually no, named? No, no. It's Metamorphosis. But yeah, that's... <laughs> no, but that's not what I... I mean, like, we did stuff like cute little, like... No, we had a surrealist oh take God. on a Metamorphosis by Kafka, and it was, I think, partially a musical. Um... Uh, <laughs> it's intense. way better than the theater kids here. And I would mm. know I was a theater kid. I, like... <laughs> I mean, I'm a stand-up. So I'm a stand-up comic. Like that's how we mm-hmm. start. You know, I went through. I did like the eighth grade play. Yeah. I did. Um, I did Glee Club. Oh God. Because of the show Glee. Yeah. Um, I was disillusioned quite quickly because it was like a classic choir. So like, mm-hmm. I joined around Christmas time, and I was like, "Can we sing? All I want for Christmas is you." And they were like, "Let's do." Oh, come, Emmanuel. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Guess what? We didn't even say our names. It's been five minutes. Yeah, uh, we didn't. My name's Renee. Uh, my name's Carissa. And we're best friends and stand-up comics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we, we this is a podcast. Um, now that we've talked for five minutes and now that you're comfortable, uh, now we're going to introduce, <laughs> uh, you know, ourselves and the premise and why we're all here. Uh, I'm gonna We're going to tell you some things about some things. Yeah. And only some of it's going to be true. Yep. Some of it's going to be a complete lie. Yeah, one big fat churd in the middle. <laughs> big fat churd. Sorry, I, I, I thought <laughs> you said churd like a chard. No. Did uh, I realize how you said turd. Um, it's going to be... Have you seen The Help? <laughs> the, the poop the, the, pie. Yeah. So it's going to be pie? really pretty on the outside, but there's going to be one shit baked oh, into yeah. it. One shit, though. One Not shit. lots. One. One shit. And it's going to give you... Uh, trust issues. <laughs> it's going to challenge your, um, really our, our relationship with each other. Because mm. now I know, mm. if you listen to last episode, I think you'll understand how good Carissa is at <laughs> lying. It's just very fun to make someone believe something and then respond to it as if it were real and pull out historical references. Right, right. All for it to be a lie. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, I felt while I was doing my research for this week, like, I had, um, like, I was really seeking revenge. Like, I I felt angry. I was, like, I was really plotting this lie. So I hope I get you. I don't know. But also, I'm going to be honest, despite being revenge-fueled, yeah. This is incredibly poorly prepared. <laughs> I had a really... I, I started working again oh over God. the past couple weeks. Oh um, yeah, how was your week? We work at the same place. <laughs> so I know exactly how your week was. Uh. I'm your boss, but go on. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I don't want to say that I have lost my faith in humanity because I'm not an edgy 25-year-old substitute teacher, <laughs> but... I don't trust them as much as I did because, you know, the pandemic's going on. You're supposed to make sure you don't touch each other. Right, yeah. Um, and we uh, <laughs> we had a man come in and... Yeah, just to be clear, we work at a fast food restaurant, mm. so, I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, we're frontline workers. We're, we're heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for your claps, <laughs> Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
No, but uh, this man came in, and he was like, I want a pita, and I couldn't hear him, so I said, okay, well, can you speak up a little? Instead of just, like a normal person, speaking up, he decided to come close, and within the gap that the barriers that we yeah. have um, spit at me and say, PETA! Oh, <sighs> that's disgusting. Now, I remember I told other others at work that that happened to you, and everybody... Like, I've never seen such, like, like panic. Like, everyone just was like, what? What? That's really bad. And I was like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. That's Disgusting. the kind of world that we're in. Um, yeah, I find the customers can be a little bit um, just sort of, I mean, you get a whole a whole lot. Because there are some people who are really considerate. And there mm. are some people who are really mm-hmm. averagely considerate. And then there are some people who are really yeah. just misdirecting their... Their confusion at everything that's mm-hmm. happening to mm-hmm. us. Mm. Honestly, I classify these people based on how much they tip me. <laughs> the man who spit on my face didn't tip at all. Of course he didn't. Mm. Of course he didn't tip. Mm-hmm. Next time, if you are going to spit on my face, tip me $25. <laughs> but on, on last Wednesday, yeah. when I got to work, uh, I had just got out of like a 24-hour like emotional breakdown. Yeah. And... I'm trying to park behind the restaurant (laughs) (laughs) and I, there's, there's some new employees at work. So there's cars where I usually park my car. So I'm like, okay, I got to park behind this dumpster. Mm -hmm. I start to parallel park. I do it pretty much perfectly on the first go. And then I floor the gas and I slam my front into the dumpster at, at like an accelerating speed, and 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 there were people lined up for a store that was right beside me. So all they saw was me achieve a perfect parallel park, and then floor it and like collide myself into a dumpster on purpose. Like and and I didn't really know how to gracefully exit that situation so I sort of left my car and just sort of with this incredulous look like I was like what happened there that was so weird did you guys see that happen that was weird what happened like I just like pretended to not be aware of the mechanics of how that happened but anyway that was my week we did find something in the dumpster oh my god yeah in the dumpster um, <laughs> I would just like to say that, like, I was working inside, one of our, uh, other um, colleagues went outside to throw the garbage, and he's this younger kid, and he comes he's in. He's, like, 17. 17 is a baby, basically. He comes in, and he's like, there's something outside in the garbage. <laughs> And I was like, it's an animal. You know, like, yeah, honestly. I, I thought it was an animal, too. Yeah. I was very scared. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a snake or something. <laughs> but he couldn't even describe it with words. He just was like, he just looked at me very seriously. He was like, go look in the dumpster <laughs> in the back. So, so <laughs> she went to look in the dumpster. And what was it? Uh, <laughs> So, this is a product that I didn't know existed, so I don't have the correct words, but... Oh, it was Pipe Dream... It was called Pipe Dream. Supreme. Was it Pipe Dream Supreme? It... uh, I'm just trying to... Was it a... 
it was butt a- vagina attachment yeah. that you wear, I guess, like a silicone... Mm-mm. Oh, no? You don't wear it. It's just there. Oh, it's just a butt... So it's a butt flashlight, but, like, with cheeks. Yeah. With, like... And a vagina. And a vagina. It, it, it's sort of like a spread, like, silicone butt cheek vagina so combination. I thought that it was something that you wear for some reason. Like, an <laughs> extra you, butt. Why would you need an extra butt? It's for people who... <laughs> Are would you put it on top of your <laughs> like you have a butt uh, back you, there like a back butt and a front butt yeah front butt back butt I'm gonna, like I I thought it was a butt extension <laughs> <laughs> vagina extension I but guess. why would the vagina also be there like it doesn't um, well I think that if it was wearable it would be back butt front butt or if you've listened to our previous episode back bum bum back bum bum <laughs> front bum bum okay we found a bum bum in the dumpster uh, but research <laughs> yeah so um okay i'm excited about this week's topic mm-hmm. because you first of all don't know anything about it so mm-hmm. i feel like i have a good advantage yeah. um and also this matters to me in a variety of ways so today's topic is paul is dead <laughs> so Paul is Dead is a conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney from the Beatles was killed in a car accident in the 60s and was replaced by a doppelganger. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why did you want to do this again? Okay. I have a lot of reasons. Number one, when I was little, I really loved the Beatles because I was very desperate to be different. (laughs) And as a child, the quickest way to be different is to... Like the Beatles? uh, Like be considered like an old soul by like adults. (laughs) Um, So that was one of the main reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, I love a good conspiracy theory. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like what makes one good, though, because, like, there are some conspiracy theories that are absolute trash, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, Flat Earth Mm. is not a good conspiracy theory. I don't think it's good. I don't know. What do you think about conspiracy? Are you, like... I'm not a real conspiracy theorist, except for that one period of my life where I watched a lot of ancient aliens. Right! Mm. No, and that is sort of where that part of everybody's teenage experience for some reason (laughs) that's part of why I chose this because you know I had a friend in high school and she and I would watch like I think probably younger than high school it'd be pretty sad if we did this in high school (laughs) but we would watch like Illuminati um analysis videos you know where they like look at a music video have you ever noticed that all these Illuminati analysis videos the answer ends up being it was the Jews. Uh, and which we didn't really understand at the time. Like, <laughs> like we didn't really understand that that was the objective of the person making it. Mm-hmm. We just thought everybody in Hollywood was like a Satanist. And that was super <laughs> cool. Like, there's nothing cooler than a good Satanist conspiracy. Yeah. Um, like, we'd watch, like, that Madonna music video with all the crows in it. <laughs> It's just fun. It's just good, mm. clean fun. Yeah. And one of the things that we watched was the, there was a mockumentary called Paul Really Is Dead. Okay. And we didn't know it was a mockumentary. We thought it was real. <laughs> but all what they did present to us uh-huh. is the real theory that people really did and still yeah. do believe that he died and was replaced. Wow. Um, and then the last reason that I chose this, and I think you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, is that I absolutely loathe celebrity 
obsession, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. during COVID, it has become so apparent that w- this is behind us. Yeah, yeah. Celebrities are dead. So sayeth every YouTuber ever. They, they, and they are mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. I will look past <laughs> that you must reference YouTubers to back <laughs> up your opinions. YouTubers aren't celebrities. They're my friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're your friends who are so much richer than you. Yeah. And yeah. they would not give up one of their cars to feed no, a starving no. country. They wouldn't even spit on me if I was on fire. Like, no. that's... <laughs> But sometimes you got to have bad friends to know who the good ones are. <laughs> they're, they're my selfish, famous, rich friends who would literally kill me for no, well, $50,000. They wouldn't kill you for $50,000. They're richer than that. They would just let you die if it meant that, okay. you know, they could buy a small country. So, I'm going to start our story mm-hmm. in 2017. Ooh. Wait, back up. Yeah. Do you specifically have a favorite in the Beatles? Oh, uh, well, when I was young, yeah, for sure. Who was it? Oh, I loved Paul. Paul was the cute one. Oh, is that why we picked it? So basically all these fancy reasons, it boils down to no, you had a crush no. on Paul McCartney. I did have a crush on which is <laughs> so, oh, like, this thinking of it is very cringy. Um, okay, 2017. Mm-hmm. An old fan theory Believed to have come from a Brazilian fan page for Avril Lavigne, Mm -hmm. resurfaced and became wildly popular on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. It was a conspiracy theory that Mm -hmm. Avril Lavigne started using a doppelganger in the early 2000s to cope with her fame (laughs) post-Skater Boy. I, I... Okay. I inserted that myself. Um, <laughs> but the theory is that she had a doppelganger gamer named Melissa. Mm-hmm. And in 2003, she died for real. And Melissa became her. Oh, my God. Okay. This is very complicated. Yeah. Uh, why you gotta Did- make things so <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't planned. <laughs> Did you know about that? The Avril thing? I did because I had someone on my floor in first year who legitimately believed in that. literally believed in it. Like, she was like, hey, have you heard about the Avril Lavigne theory? And I was like, you mean the fake one? And she was like, no. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's not fake. Well, so some of the, I mean, the thing is, the evidence they used for it was, like, super flimsy. Like, for example, Melissa was thought to be more feminine. So anytime Avril Lavigne would wear dresses, they would say, it was (laughs) Melissa. So mainly it was just an inability for people to cope with the fact that a woman can dress in two different types of ways. (laughs) That was... Could you imagine if, like, any time you changed outfits, someone was like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, they were like, a completely different gender presentation? It must be a different person. But also she had, like, minor facial differences with this hmm. person. Um, they she, she once had the name Melissa written on her hand, um, which... <laughs> she was fucking with people. Well, how, but how would she know how to, like, that this would become a theory way back in the early 2000s? Uh, oh, she was just an edgy person. She probably just wrote names. <laughs> Who didn't write, like, things on, like, their <laughs> sketchers or their converse? Actually, I like to think that if the Melissa theory is real, yeah. that Melissa wrote Melissa on her palm because she started to, like, lose... 
she was like, I need to remember yeah, yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, Like, she, she started to, like, lose connection with reality, and she started to think that she was actually Avril. Um, so I, that part of the theory is, is actually pretty entertaining to me. When so. will my <laughs> Oh, this is a musical episode. <laughs> They're all musical episodes. I'm pretty sure we did the Tarzan soundtrack Yeah, we did. Episode? And we did a very good rendition of Phil Collins' drum we're solo. N- we're not doing it again. We're not doing it again. We, we're definitely going to get sued if we do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, here's my problem mm-hmm. with the Avril-Melissa theory. Mm-hmm. Not only is that it is sort of loosely supported, mm-hmm. but that it's pretty much identical to Paul is Dead, which <laughs> happened 40 years prior. Okay. So this Brazilian fan page just, like, stole. Yes. Yeah, okay. And, I mean, it's really not that out of the realm of possibility because Paul is Dead was a global phenomenon. It wow. wasn't just a few U.S. college campuses. Mm. Like, it went from the U.S. college campuses. It started there. It started with some underground whatever, and it became global, and it hit everywhere, which is wow. really fascinating that I think a lot of people our age don't know about it. Yeah, no, I'd never heard about this one. Okay, well, here we go. So, <clears throat> these are all handwritten notes. These you are will... all, <laughs> oh my god, the papers are going to be... We're turning them. We're, we're turning these papers <laughs> ready. So, in 1969, a radio DJ in Detroit got a call from someone named Tom, who claimed that Paul McCartney died in November 1966 in a car accident after picking up a woman drifter. Okay. So this theory, it started in 1967, but it, this call to this radio DJ, it, like, exploded. Okay. It was, like, 1969. It was three years after he had died, and mm-hmm. it fucking exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, by 1969, this rumor became so huge that the press manager of the Beatles, said that they were getting calls literally night and day. And even this, this was in the process of the Beatles breaking up. So we're talking about after they peaked, this rumor was so widely believed that their press manager was just getting flooded with calls. Oh my God. That's so crazy. That's like, imagine people calling night and day about Niall. (laughs) Yeah. Who would... (laughs) Do you really think Niall is the Paul McCartney of One Direction? Yeah, he's round. Um, No. I think, no. Okay, 100% Zayn is the Paul McCartney because he's the one who struck out and had a a successful individual career. Okay. And John Lennon is Harry Styles in that he was the auteur. Oh, like O-tour. the artiste of mm, the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both had weird hair. They both had weird hair, and but also John Lennon was a piece of crap. I will continue. I will. I will hold that religiously <laughs> throughout the rest of this episode. Yeah. So people were really concerned about Paul McCartney yeah, being dead. Like, li- mm-hmm. like I-, I think at the beginning for me it wasn't really clear whether people were just having fun or they actually believed <laughs> it. Um, I think it might have been a mixture. Um, yeah. I think that it probably started out as this, like, college campus rumor. Right. You're just, like, fucking around with your friends. You're playing two truths and a lie, and one of the lies... <laughs> one of the lies is that Paul McCartney <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You know what it's like, actually? It's yeah. sort of like when everybody started saying that, um, that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Exactly. That's such a good comparison. That's so good. And yeah. then it was to the point that it actually destroyed his political career. 
I don't think that's what destroyed his political career. It did. He was getting questions in <laughs> interviews. Are you the Zodiac Killer? But he was just... It was all a joke. Everyone knew. I think what killed it is the fact that he looks like a mismatch <laughs> of, like, mashed potatoes <laughs> and a Ninja Turtle. Oh, my God. And, like, no one's gonna vote for that. Looks matter in this country. Also, don't you think, like, in the late 60s, people were a little bit more naive? And, like, this... Definitely. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that sort of made me understand how this rumor was propagated, is that, if you think about it, they didn't have the internet in order to spread these things. So the fact that it became global speaks to how major news media must have picked it up. Mm -hmm. It must have been communicated because it was literally across the world. Like, for example, one of the articles I'm going to talk about later Mm -hmm. was it is Italian, Mm. you know, like... So it was a big deal, basically. It's a big deal. And it's not as easy as, like, a a meme that gets a million Mm -hmm. um, retweets because it, it, it simply wasn't... Yeah. technologically possible. So mm-hmm. this was a big deal. I just want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. So here is the story. Mm-hmm. The, no- the night of November 9th, mm. 1966, mm. Paul McCartney leaves a recording session at Abbey Road Studios, mm-hmm. furious because of a fight with the other Beatles. Mm. Like I said, this was at a time where they were in the process of breaking up and people didn't really know. This would have followed their early work, like, so, like, the album Help and A Hard Day's Night. So, like, this is, like, real bubblegum stuff. Mm. I don't know if you've... Were you you ever into the Beatles? I know Twist and Shout. Right. So, that is, like, their super bubblegum, like, adorable, cute, what makes you beautiful, One Direction (laughs) stuff. Yeah. So... He picks up a drifter named Rita, mm. and shortly after, he crashes his car. There's not a lot of details about how this happened, but he gets decapitated. Oh. Right. This is not even just, oh, Paul McCartney died. No. Pa- Paul McCartney was decapitated. This is violent. Yeah. But Rita, the drifter, mm. is thought to have survived because there's no, like, hospital visits or recorded deaths to, like, corroborate her injury or her death. So, like, okay. either... They buried them both in secret, or she survived somehow, right? Okay. So, they say that from that night, mm-hmm. they replaced Paul with a doppelganger, and this was a dual effort with not only, like, the Beatles recording label, okay. but the British intelligence, the M15, <laughs> like, secret... First of all, M15, MI5. Never watched James Bond? No, I refuse. What? I refuse. Out I will on... not watch James Bond. I will not watch Fast and Furious. <laughs> I will. Okay, I'll keep going. I won't watch Taken. Oh. I won't watch uh, John Wick. I won't. You're just naming action movies. I'm just, just like... saying I won't fall down at the cult of masculinity. No, but James Bond is really becoming quite sweet nowadays. I think you should you should try it out. Judy I... Dench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this may just be my preference for older women shining through. Did you see her in Cats as old Deuteronomy? <laughs> oh my god. No, she... I'd rather die. <laughs> I oh. liked Cats. Um, the fact that you have refused to watch all of James Bond, <laughs> but have watched Cats, I hope that you get banned from every country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I should be arrested immediately. I can't believe I just said M15. You know, I was actually nervous about whether it was M15 or M15. 
nobody tell me. <laughs> the uh, replacing of Paul McCartney was thought to be a dual effort between the recording label mm-hmm. and the MI5 because mm-hmm. they because because the Beatles were so popular at this time that mm. they were literally worried about how people would react. So like, mm. I'm thinking like cut for Zane and cut for Bieber. You know how like people <laughs> actually hurt themselves when yeah. the. Like, people. they were worried that yeah. people would be, like, throwing themselves off bridges if Paul yeah. McCartney died at the height of their fame. Fair. Because, okay, I don't know about Western pop culture, but I know that, like, when celebrities die, and this is very specific to Tamil Nadu estate in India, mm-hmm. when uh, one of our chief ministers died, she was also an actress. Oh, uh, I know that. <laughs> she died, many people killed themselves. <gasps> Are yeah. you joking? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. And... It's a, a documented problem with many celebrities. So, yeah, I wouldn't be... It's not I'm, like... Yeah. I'm not too surprised by this. No, you give it... You, you definitely just gave it another dimension because I, I sort of thought that that... Like, because that's part of the conspiracy theory, but I sort of felt like it was kind of, um, like, loose. But that adds up? I don't know. I've never seen it happen in Western pop culture, though, so maybe... Although, Cut for Zayn and Cut for Bieber actually did happen. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. And, yeah, and, and the Beatles were, at this time, a band for young girls just like One Direction. Yeah, yeah. Just like One Direction. So they say that he was replaced by a man named William Shears. Billy Shears. So this guy <laughs> allegedly was the winner of, like, a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. <laughs> um... <laughs> So that's how they found him. So that's the theory. Um, so when this sort of got shared by that radio DJ in Detroit, it started spreading all over the U.S. Mm. Like college kids were really into it. But then it was not only kids in the U.S., but then everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And so this is where Rita comes in. Because so when it blew up in the U.K., mm. they experienced this big wave of women calling, like, little radio stations being like, oh, I'm Rita. I'm the drifter. Mm. Um, you know, which is you're just shit disturbing. Like, obviously this didn't happen. This was just a whole gaggle of women who <laughs> craved chaos. They just wanted to <laughs> shake shit up. Like, they, like who would give... It's not like there's money. It's not like there's money or fame in it. Because it's completely unbelievable. There were multiple women calling and saying, I'm Rita. But so only one of them was entertained pretty much at all. So, But she claimed not only to be a drifter but to be a woman that Paul was having an affair with. So she said that she met him in 1964 on the set of A Hard Day's Night because they had, like, fans chilling around the set and then they would get to be extras in the film, right? Mm -hmm. So major news outlets didn't really talk to anybody about Paul is Dead at all. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really a thing. Um, The first time that it gets brought into the, like, uh, mainstream popular culture is Time Magazine. Mm. They decided to investigate. Time Magazine? Yeah. So they start to investigate it. They locate Paul at a farm in Scotland where he was in seclusion with his wife and his newborn baby. So wait, when this blew up, you're telling me Paul was nowhere on the scene. Well, right. Well, sorry. What I'm saying is, yeah, he was nowhere on the scene at that time. So it's oh, that's why it went crazy because right. you couldn't even see him. Yeah. So the reason that people thought that this was plausible mm-hmm. is because around the time that quote unquote Paul died, mm-hmm. um, the Beatles stopped doing tours, like physical tours. So everybody mm-hmm. thought that this was this like a kind of period where they were 
I don't know, grooming William Shears or whatever. Mm. And so the next time that, that a major news outlet went to find Paul, they found him on a farm. He was with his wife, Linda. Uh, very famously, he, like, dumped a bucket of water on them and then was like, here, take your fucking picture. I'm holding my baby. This is my wife. I'm alive. Right? He oh was God. never really, like, okay with the rumors. Well, yeah. like, he was annoyed. Because people are, like, trying to find him, I'm guessing. Yeah. People were apparently treating him really, really, like, um, like, for example, here's this one quote. He said that the hardest thing about the rumor was watching people look at him and try to figure out were his ears always like that or was his nose always like that and it like drove him crazy that's literally like being stuck in a horror movie no it's like a horror and and he even said that it actually started to affect his relationship with himself like he was like it affected my sense of self because people were looking at me and observing all these fucking differences and these imagined like it made me feel disconnected as you're saying this i'm just realizing that you could be lying about all of this <laughs> i love how we totally forgot <laughs> we all forgot no i've been keeping a tally and okay. honestly this is terrifying because like i'm here empathizing i'm here empathizing with paul mccartney's changing sense of self and you are probably fucking lying to me right now. And that is so terrifying. And that's honestly... <laughs> oh my god. Okay, go on. Uh, I feel very validated. <laughs> this is really great. Um, so at the very beginning, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, no, like sort okay. of like in time, just because it's kind of hard to get a linear history on this. Mm-hmm. So as it happened, it sort of all jumps between 1966 and 69. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when he first heard about the rumors, I think this was sort of before it started to affect him like really seriously. Mm-hmm. He said, let them say it. It'll probably be the best publicity we've ever had. <laughs> and I won't have to do a thing except stay alive. I mean, he was right, but also... And so charming. <laughs> do you see why he was a charming beetle? Oh, shut He's up. a very handsome... Ew. Beetle man. <laughs> Is this... So, me and Renee were talking about how there are some men that are just like... <laughs> universally attractive, right? Like, I'd like to preface this by saying Carissa is a big lesbian churd. Churd. The word we said before. We've been recording for four hours. Um, no, yeah, I'm a dyke. And so we were talking about how there's like two different groups of men like that are considered attractive, right? One is the kind even I can kind of figure out who is attractive. Give me an example of one of those men who is, like, conventionally... Timothy Chalamet. Ew! Carissa! (laughs) You... No! Okay, maybe this is just a category that should be renamed as men who slightly look like lesbians. Okay, yeah, there's three (laughs) categories of men attractive. No, okay, so there's, like, men who, like, anyone can see and say, yeah, that's attractive, like Chris Evans. Okay. Attractive man. Yeah. Um, And then there's the other kind of man where they're attractive mostly because of this, like, essence... It's a man essence. Here, I I would like to add a heterosexual um, voice. I don't think that we're being represented fairly here. Um, it is a man essence, and it's like, I, it's not like a scent. It's not like a pheromone. No, It's no. not measurable. It's no. like a male, um, just a thick... Okay, I'm gonna... I, I it's just a... Don't know how to describe it. A part of a man that is not easily discernible, but is attractive. Right. And and that's where you get people saying that 
and I think that it has a lot more to do with like a male talent, maybe personality, boyishness. Like, okay, for example, Seth Rogen, disgusting, so so hot. <laughs> so hot because he's funny and that's Paul McCartney Paul McCartney was a little bit goofy yeah. like in the face no he Hideous. looks like one of those big tiki stone faces mm. like he's got such a huge long nose and yeah. big flat face and so square yeah. but he was very goofy and charming mm. and he mm. had like that liver puddlian accent <laughs> yeah that was my impression can, of can Seth you... Rogen I'm still thinking about the fact <laughs> 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 Seth Rogen <laughs> That's his laugh. It's so ugly. Anyway, but yeah, so Paul McCartney is that man that you yes, find attractive. Yes, yeah. And I think he said, like, he was a very, like, snarky during all of this. So yeah. I, it sort of reminded me, like, why young me was like, oh, that's, that's what a man is. Um, <laughs> just a little liver and noodle. <sighs> now we are into... Possibly the most disorganized part. <laughs> um, I'll just flash you my notes real quick. Um, mm. I, I decided to record all of the evidence for why people thought that Paul was dead. Okay. But this is how I did it. And... <laughs> uh, that doesn't look like English. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like, it's really messy. And mm. I it, it really does feel like like me connecting like strings of yarn yeah. to like photos. <laughs> you know that <laughs> meme of Charlie? Yeah, of Charlie from It's Always Sunny. And, yeah. yeah. So, like I said earlier, around the time that they say Paul died, that's when the Beatles stopped touring. Um, so, at this time, they were actually undergoing a huge image and music shift. Hmm. So, like I said, before all of this, they were super bubblegum. They were twist and shout, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But after this incident, their music gets more kind of weird and existential like mm. this is where their hits like like lucy in the sky with diamonds mm. strawberry fields forever like all of their weird kind of creepy mm. psychedelic songs are after mm. the point that paul dies and lots of people make the connection <laughs> dies in quotation marks right like. <laughs> See, i think that's what's gonna be difficult about this episode is that the lie is somewhere embedded in a lie in a lie itself yeah. so it's gonna be kind of hard for mm-hmm. you i'll try to make it quite clear okay um, but yeah, so a lot of people t- attributed this to being like, okay, well, the death of one of their members is like the loss of their innocence or like they're traumatized or okay. like William Shears was like the weird, like macabre, <laughs> like, <sighs> but I will agree that when I was little, like I thought Strawberry Fields was such a creepy song. Do you know the song? No, I don't. I've never heard it. Really? Yeah. The only songs from the Beatles that I've heard is Twist and Shout, um, Blackbird Singing in the Dead of Night. Oh, I think this that might have been after the death as well. Oh, okay, yeah. So but that was a really that sad. One, yeah. That was a very sad song. But that was written for someone, right? I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Paul wrote it for John Lennon's son. That's what I got from a YouTube comment. Basically, like, all the things I know about the Beatles come from the Glee covers that I watch. <laughs> <laughs> And do you remember why Blackbird was sung? Yeah, because the dying <laughs> Kurt sang it. Why did it, why did the Blackbird die? No, they were, it wasn't even a Blackbird. It, it was, was a it canary. was like a, a budgie. Yeah, it was a canary named Pavarotti. Oh, it was a budgie. It was a budgie. It was a budgie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pavarotti dies. Okay, you've never listened to Strawberry Fields. I think I'm going to have to play you some music and mm. some images and show you some images as we talk about this because I think you okay. need to experience this. Okay, so that was Strawberry Fields. Um. Definitely more like 
uh, yeah, like I said, like that 60s psychedelic, like nothing is real, nothing matters much to me. But what the big clue in Strawberry Fields was, it's this. It's like, it went like a weird flute sound and then it felt like someone was talking from beneath right. yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was John Lennon and he said, this is debated, I buried Paul. What? Yeah. I just heard... <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why it's very up for debate because it's that, it, it, it sort of fades out as the song is fading out. People thought it said, I buried Paul. Now, here's where I start to think that the conspiracy theory, like, kind of gets interesting. Because John Lennon says he said cranberry sauce. Yeah, that makes sense. I heard, it like... It doesn't. Rah. I'm sorry. It doesn't sound... First of all, it doesn't sound like cranberry sauce. He did not say cranberry sauce. But then another spokesperson for them later on, while they're trying to explain away this theory, they said he did say, I buried Paul, but it was because he buried Paul's guitar. <laughs> Like, like, like the sound of John's instrument buried Paul's guitar. That's a discrepancy right there. So wait, who explained that? So that was, I don't remember the name of the person, but one, one of the people who was like representing them, I, I don't know if he was press or if he was a part of the recording team, okay, but he weird. said that, and then John Lennon said he said cranberry sauce. So that's. That's a discrepancy. That's okay. not the same story. Maybe there's discrepancy because that's a lie. Maybe. No, I don't know. That's kind of fishy to me. I'll start with the earliest evidence. Mm -hmm. So an album cover that they suggested in 1966 was rejected because mm -hmm. it was gruesome. Oh. So the album Yesterday and Today was an album cover where the four Beatles were surrounded by doll parts, dismembered doll parts, arms and legs, and they were holding raw meat, like, what? in their laps, like, draped around them. Oh my god, okay, this just reminds me of the Lady Gaga meat dress. Yes, 100% inspired. No, yeah, everyone took inspiration from the Beatles, it's like, because oh. it's like a, it's like a winner. I thought you like, were gonna say inspired by Lady Gaga, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's an icon, and they knew it. Okay, so, what was, for people, you know, most supportive of the theory about this album, you remember how I said that Paul McCartney was decapitated? Yeah. Oh. So, Paul is sitting sort of in the middle of the image. Okay. And he has two dolls on each of his shoulders, each without a head, and with the little neck holes pointing at his head. Oh. So, he sort of just has these two decapitated baby dolls pointing at his own head. So, a lot of people saw this as, like, their way of communicating what oh happened. God. I know this is horrible and Paul McCartney hated it, but also... It kind of really does hammer home how humans love finding meaning mm -hmm. in things, in images. We always, like, that's why fantasy novels are so interesting, because right. we want to have right. myth to kind of, like, interpret. Right, yeah. yeah. It, it did become highly mythic, and, like, the clue finding was... I, I imagine it was a really fun time to be a Beatles fan, like searching for the clues and feeling like a like a detective and that they're trying to talk to you. Like okay. it must have been cool. And this is for me what makes a conspiracy theory at least entertaining mm. is that 
there needs to be something that it may have a plausible explanation, but it doesn't have a, a real 100% no margin of possibility explanation. Mm. Why the fuck would they make an <laughs> album cover like that? It's just sort of not been explained. They've just been like, oh, it was artistic. And it's like, yeah, who would do that and why? No, but that's the thing is that like, as artists in a sense, there are so many things that we just do. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm going to do it because I think it's funny. Right. And they, if, if people had a theory, they would take it and be like, well, that's what you did. And kind of it backs up my theory. And it's like, no, well, I just, yeah. just did it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's kind of sucks. It's not a novel. I don't have. <laughs> right. This is just my life. It's my yeah. career. I'm just going to keep doing what I want to do. And <laughs> and that's sort of how they interpreted it. But yeah. Um, so I'll move on uh, to the next album that theoretically came out after his death, which would have been Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, or sorry, that's a, that's a song. Yeah. It's Sgt. Pepper's and Friends was okay. the album. This album cover is like the craziest album cover. It's super busy. <laughs> and basically what it is, is it's, it's depicts a funeral for, for who, right? Like the, it's, it, has the word, you know, the Beatles in all flowers, like funeral flowers. There's like a, a, a lot of different images of faces oh as in they're all attending this funeral. Okay. Um, okay, now I'm going to try to fire these clues off really quick okay. because there's a lot of them. Okay. So these are all the clues that people decided meant that he was Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. So okay. in the Sgt. Pepper's album. So okay. first of all, like I said, all of the flowers. Mm-hmm. Another one is there is an image of a baby, like a baby doll head, and next to it is a bloody driving glove. Oh my god. (laughs) Honestly, as you're talking about this, I, for some reason, kind of do believe that he died. Like, I know it's not real. compelling. Yeah. It's not even the evidence. It's just, like, the way that we're talking about it is like, yeah, this person died, and, like, here's how people uncovered the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, hey... No one ever DNA tested him before and after. <laughs> I'm just saying. We don't know. Okay. okay. Another one. There's a drum, and on the drum it says Lonely Hearts. Okay. Right? Um, but if you hold a mirror up to the Lonely Hearts logo, the font makes it such that it reads 11-9 in Roman numerals. Oh, my God. And then, sorry, he die. No. 11-9, he died. Legitimately the dumbest. If this is real, yeah, I think it's real because I think people are stupid enough to, like, hold up a mirror and be like, yeah, there's, like, a hidden... Because do you remember what people used to do with uh, Hotel California? Yeah, backmasking. Yeah. And it was like... So, sorry, what did Hotel California say in backmasking Like, Satan something. I don't even remember. It was Stairway to Heaven that has this whole... No, Hotel California, Stairway to Heaven, and I remember being taught about this like it was fact. Oh, God, me too. At camp. Um, (laughs) Christian camp. Yeah. And and backmasking was actually a huge part of this, too. Um, Oh, okay. I'll get to that. Um, But, yeah, anyway, this just, like, seems believable only because people are stupid. Yeah. Okay, fuck, if this is made up. <laughs> okay, so from the Sgt. Pepper's album, there's one song called Lovely Rita. Wait, okay. 
So, the song is called Lovely Rita. Oh my god, that just sent shivers down my spine. <laughs> That's so creepy. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> and the sun's going down too, so it really It's all creepy does. in here. We're, we're, um, I don't know if you guys know this, we record this podcast kind of huddled up in my bed. <laughs> um, just sort of huddling around a single phone. Yeah. I feel like a caveman. professionals. Oh, my legs hurt all the time. Um, so <laughs> Lovely Rita, it, I, I've never actually heard this song, but basically it's, the line that's repeated is Lovely Rita Meter Maid, which is a, like a parking maid, right? It has to do with cars. Okay. So Lovely Rita Meter Maid, at the end of the first stanza, the line is, in the dark, I tow your heart away. That's really creepy. Fuck. Imagine being oh, in the God. 60s and sitting in your room and That's... listening to this album this and your parents terrifying. are like, turn that crap off. And you're like, wait, I'm discovering Why? something. What happened to them? Are we going to talk about what made the change happen? When like, you... really? Oh, like their artistic change? Yeah. Uh, I. So it was drugs. Can we go back to yes. the whole, the clues in Sergeant yeah, Peppers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah. How do they know it's a driving glove? Could it just been a glove? Uh, driving a driving glove is a specific type of glove. How do they know it's small? It's like a leather co- driving glove. No, it could be a riding glove. We there could. is such a thing as a driving glove. You want to Google it? No. Do you think I'm lying, Carissa? Oh, <laughs> I just <laughs> so cute. Fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that the clues are like obviously they're reaching because he's alive. <laughs> All right. I like your thinking, um, you're getting creative. Yeah. You're, uh... We'll see, we'll see. You're grabbing at straws. I'm also very suspicious because this is something I know nothing about. Like, you could have made up the whole Sgt. Pepper's thing, too, and I would have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you think I made up the album Sgt. Yeah. Pepper's? Yeah, I don't know who the so fuck that is. Funny. Like, when you say Sgt. Pepper's, you know the only thing that happens in my head? Please. Peppa Pig. Ah, Sgt. Pepper. <laughs> You say Sergeant Peppers, I think sausage, and I think Peppa Pig. (laughs) Sausage Peppa? (laughs) How did you grow up? Didn't you grow up with, like, English people? Why did you have an English accent? Because I went to a British school. So you went to a British school, but you didn't know anything about the Beatles? No, I never listened to them. Um, I did learn a lot about racism, though, so I count it as a win anyway. Abbey Road. The album uh, cover was. Some people said it was pure laziness. They said that yeah. the Beatles walked out of the studio in what they had on mm-hmm. and walked across the road and they snapped that photo and that was it. Yeah. But it really does look like a funeral procession. I don't know. I don't agree. I've that's the f- only album cover that I do know because mm-hmm. it's so it's iconic. It's so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. And I never thought it looked like a funeral procession. It literally looks like... It, I don't think it looked lazy either because it, their yeah. outfits look put together in a right. way that I don't think just if you were in your studio yeah. hanging out, you'd wear. Uh, it looks like they're getting somewhere. It's, mm. I think it, it felt purposeful. It doesn't look like a funeral okay. procession. That's interesting. I guess like maybe maybe I'm a little bit biased because I have known about this theory for a long time. Okay. Um, yeah. But what they say is, and I don't expect you to remember the album cover, but, like, there's four of them. Yeah. One of them looks like a grave digger. One of them is the corpse, so 
Paul is the only one wearing a full suit. Oh my god. Like, like, so the gravedigger, I don't remember which one it was, maybe George, like, he was dressed in, like, workers' clothes. Mm. Paul was dressed in a full suit. Um, I don't remember what the undertaker was dressed as, but then the priest was John, John Lennon. Lennon. He's wearing white. white. Head to toe. But priests don't even wear white well, necessarily. So this is this is the part that's the most bullshit about the Abbey Road hints. Yeah. Is that they're all based on what white people think Eastern religions um, signify. So they said, oh, all white is like an Indian funeral. And because like Paul, for example, is barefoot. So they're like, oh, in some cultures, barefootedness, you know, you, you get buried without your shoes. And like, uh, they, like, why is he wearing a full suit and barefoot? If the story is that he just walked out of the studio, did nobody question why, why he's wearing a full suit and no shoes? They weren't like, hey, Paul, get it together. And also, like, you know what? I don't like how they're mixing and matching things. They're like, oh, he's wearing a suit, you know, so he's the corpse. And then you're like, oh, in Eastern cultures, he doesn't wear shoes. It's like, come on. I agree with you there. That, ah, come on. Yeah, like, why do they... Well, I think it's because the Beatles were known for being such cultural appropriators. But it's such a pick and mix. It doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, pick and mix. Oh, so English. <laughs> so English. <laughs> not even remotely. Just batty. <laughs> it's just me not being able to speak properly. A pick and mix is an English thing, though. <laughs> is it? Yeah. You know what I realized? Maybe an aside, but I realized a part of why I struggle sometimes with speaking is because I literally have to figure out how to say something with a Canadian accent. Hmm. So there's a lot of things that just make sense if I spoke like how I did in high school. But when I speak it within the context of my other, like, completely Canadian accent, yeah. it just sounds weird. You're, like, putting it through, like, multiple filters yeah. at once. Yeah, like, I'm speak. translating four different ways. <laughs> okay, so more clues from Abbey Road. Mm. So, Paul McCartney is right-handed, but okay. on the cover, he's holding a cigarette in his left hand. Whatever, right? Dude, I smoke with... Uh, actually... Oh, you quit. I quit. You quit. I did. Yeah. But I did used to smoke with my left hand sometimes. Who cares? Especially when you're holding it. Right. Like, sometimes I just hold it while I wait to light. Right. That's not damning evidence. Yeah. I agree. It's it's not evidence Is at it a all. lit cigarette? I don't remember. If it's not, then it's like, literally, you light with your left hand. Like... Interesting. And then you do this, so you have more control. Well, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Where were you in 1969? <laughs> they, they needed you. I would have been in jail. Figure the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, like, tried to kill someone. But, like, you know, the 60s, they were crazy. Yeah, we all tried to kill someone in the yeah, 60s. We all did. John we Lennon. all existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Lennon? He had an assassination attempt on him. Oh, yeah, I watched it with the fat guy. I don't remember. I didn't ever watch it. Oh, my God. Oh, Jared wait, sorry. Leto. I'm embarrassed. He didn't have an assassination attempt. Oh! John Lennon was assassinated. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. Oh, That's oh, so embarrassing. Oh. I was thinking about Ronald Reagan. Oh, my God. Why did... Oh, my God. Yeah. John Lennon died. He, he was murdered. Killed. He was killed by that fat dude. His fan. Uh, yeah. It was religiously motivated. I, I haven't really, really looked into that. More. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That's, that was dumb. Keep that in. That People should know uh, how stupid we are. They should know. Oh. I don't, I'm not going to hide my shame. <laughs> Assassination um, attempt. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs>
Back to backmasking, because you were talking about people backmasking Hotel California. Mm, mm-hmm. So there's a couple different songs that if you backmask them, they appear to say things. Like, so one of them, so the song Revolution 9 on the White Album, if you backmask it, it sounds like it's saying, turn me on, dead man. Which is like, even if it did, who cares? Like, that doesn't... Does he not... just... They're into necrophilia. That doesn't say anything oh, about Paul McCartney. Allegedly, they don't know. They had they said they had never listened to their records backwards. But of course, why would they? Why would they listen to That's their own so records weird, backwards? Yeah. Um, there's another one. I don't remember what the song is, but if you play it backwards, it it sounds like um, Paul is gone. Miss him. Miss him. No. Miss him. No. No? <laughs> no. We should listen to it. No. Really? No. No. I don't believe that. I think no. No. Are you sure? Do you want to listen to it? Do you want me to Google it for you? you look at it. Look at it. Stop. No, I don't believe that. Okay. No, no, no. Paul is gone. Shut up. No. no. <laughs> Paul is gone. Miss him. That doesn't even make sense. Okay, Paul. What's the back of Paul? Lop? Is it a word? No, but that's not how words work. It doesn't just sound like the spelling backwards. Like the way that we pronounce things. Lope. Yeah, if you play them backwards, it's like... All is... <laughs> that is all that there is for the evidence. Mm. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the reaction, the aftermath, and what people sort of took away from it, mm. and, like, analysis-wise. So, I think I've said this a couple times now. As this was all happening, the Beatles were in the process of breaking up. So, yeah. Paul, I believe it was 1969, maybe just a bit before, he released his own independent album, which completely pissed off John Lennon. And I think that was like, I got the impression that was like the stake in their heart mm. of the last the final straw of the camel's back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, stake in their heart. They're vampires, both yeah. of them. <laughs> but so, like, you know how I said that Time Magazine went to go interview him at his farm in Scotland or whatever? So during that interview, he literally said... The Beatles thing is over, but nobody cared. Everybody was talking about Paul is dead. <laughs> it totally obscured the ending of their huge, huge success in their yeah. band. Part of it, I feel like, what if that was just people's way of trying to keep the Beatles alive? Oh, you know? that's kind of like, sweet. Enjoy it. Oh, um, that's kind of sweet. John Lennon was like pissed. At the album or the death at, rumors? At the death rumors. And I think because he was a, kind of an attention whore. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it sounded, like, the quote that I read from him, it kind of sounded like he was like, why aren't people talking about me and, like, because him and Yoko had their own, like, new artist thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was mad about the rumors. He said, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds like the same guy who blew up my Christ remark. Um, in his Christ remark being he said the Beatles were bigger than Jesus. And then, you know, shortly following, after Paul released his individual album, allegedly without telling any of them... Makes sense. He was pissed, and he made a song called How Do You Sleep? Oh, my God. This is a teenage boy move. Right? What is this? <laughs> and the song is, like, I think the one line... It's obviously about Paul, but one of yeah. them was, like, oh, those freaks was right when they said you were dead. Okay. Yeah, and he's obviously... Talking about it metaphorically. Right. A little bit of, like, analysis. You know, like, mm-hmm. what did the experts think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was bullshit. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was bullshit. But, like, <laughs> I guess the question is not, is it true? But 
why did it take off? Why did it take off? Right? Mm -hmm. This was like, first of all, like conspiracy time. Mm -hmm. Like JFK, people thought was, I don't know, an inside job. It was. Okay, please expand. That's four episodes worth of content. <laughs> I don't know anything about the. the I just JFK think stuff. that the whole thing is very suspicious. It's just really Can suspicious. Can you please share? No, it's, it's I like, like I said, 30 it's, seconds. Okay, TLDR. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're loving. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe that could be a future episode, though. Because it is pretty interesting. I want you to do that episode. The thing is, though, that, like, for me, I firmly believe in one thing, and I know people will try to convince me <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> like, I don't want to be convinced that it wasn't suspicious, so I'm never going to talk about it in public. <laughs> do you think Bush did 9-11? No, I think it was the Jews. <laughs> I'm, ah. kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People are going to actually think I'm anti-Semitic. I don't think we've gone five minutes on this podcast without being hideously racist for some reason or another. And this is not reflective of who we are. I don't understand how this has happened. I was raised in the Middle East. I have an excuse. What's yours? (laughs) Brampton. Right. So, like, it's, like, conspiracy time, right? Yeah. Like, for example, another person who decided to make abstractions about the Beatles' music in order to create a conspiracy was Charles Manson. Whoa! The Kool-Aid dude. No. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I know who you're thinking about. You're talking about Jim Jones. Okay, yeah, the, but this one was also a cult leader. Yes. Charles he... Manson was a cult leader, yeah. Oh! I, I'm, I, please give me your impression of what you think Charles Manson is, because I'm okay. excited. <laughs> so, Charles Manson, his cult killed pedophile... Yes. Pedophile, what's the pedophile's name? Ro- uh, oh, Roman Polanski? Roman Polanski, the pedophile. No, his wife. His wife. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. Sharon Tate. She uh, did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong and was portrayed pretty weirdly in Tarantino's newest movie. She was played really weirdly because it was like focusing on her feet and I was like, bro, she's dead. Like, maybe respect that. I still haven't seen that movie. It's a good movie, I admit, but mostly because it makes you realize how bad everything about Tarantino yeah. is. But you still enjoy it because, you know, Brad Pitt. No, no, no. What? I don't know. That I'm was your to, impression I'm, of a straight person. Yeah, like, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> I love Brad Pitt. <laughs> and I, unironically, I think he's so ugly. But what? Like, I don't find him attractive. You don't, you think he's one of the man essence people and not yeah, the conventional people? Yeah, because I don't people? think he's attractive. But in this movie, there's a scene where he goes out on the roof and he takes off his shirt and he's like fucking perfect right he's got like eight pack abs and he's ancient like what 54 he's old as fuck yeah <laughs> people are gonna beat us with sticks <laughs> we're like he's so old 54 <laughs> <laughs> hideous i love being 20 <laughs> i love it let's drink coffee and smoke cigarettes for the next 10 years but he literally smokes all the time and the dude's fucking ripped as fuck and hot as fuck and i can admit that no hetero so charles manson he would take clues from beatles albums um like helter skelter i guess as a song whatever and he abstracted it to imply that there was going to be a race war like white people versus black people and Wait, was he racist? Extremely. He was a white surprise. So here's what I don't know if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood stressed this part no. of the murders, but he, um, when he killed Sharon Tate, 
or I don't know if it was Sharon Tate or if it was another family, whatever, their first big profile murder, uh-huh. they took blood and they painted on the walls pigs or like killed the pigs or something like that. Yeah. Meant to mean police officers. Yeah. Because they were trying to frame black people for the murders. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. insane because in the movie, yeah, they like the people that murder Sharon T- or they mm-hmm. spoiler they don't mar- murder her in the movie, but the characters they're not Charles Manson. They're just like his yeah. minions, right? And they do hate pigs. They mm. hate pigs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're never like under the assumption that they're doing it because they no. want to frame anyone. No. No. It they... was racially motivated because his wow. his idea so he said Helter Skelter, which is a Beatles song, it refers to this like war between black people and white people. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Wow. And so he was trying to incite his followers to try and start it. Basically it what they're trying to say is like, yeah, this was the the sixties is the perfect environment. It's so ripe for someone to make up some conspiracy theories and for people to believe it because yeah. for the first time people's understanding of the world was like seriously being challenged and transformed. So what scholars and like what do you call like a literature scholar whatever Mm -hmm. they considered this to be like a legit folktale because they were like it's very similar to like the ancient greek tradition so like (laughs) like adonis Mm -hmm. so like a beautiful youth who dies in some like big heroic way and is (laughs) resurrected as a god whatever um Uh, yeah i think people just wanted like a weird mythical end to his life you know Um, I just find that so funny. You said beautiful, and we're talking about Paul McCartney. People wanted to... Can you make peace with the fact that people wanted to fuck Paul McCartney? Okay, that's really cool, because we were talking about how this right. seemed very mythical. and Right. Yeah, interesting. Some people still believe it. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, uh, really believe it. Like, who? your college roommate who believed <laughs> that... Avril and Melissa thing. So Avril and Melissa. Yeah. Um. In two thousand nine, an art an Italian article. Okay. Featuring two forensic scientists were like demonstrating how Paul McCartney, before and after mm-hmm. November nineteen sixty six, literally could not be the same person because of their like structural skull. No. Things they're saying there are precise, unchangeable parts of a person's face. So that is the distance between your eyes, like your pupils, the intersection of your nose and your forehead, no. the point where your nose and your lips are, and your skull shape. Like these things, they're 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 comparing these photos, and they were like, even if he had had a growth spurt in his twenties, there's no way any of this could have changed. It was a literal different human being. Okay, now that's... I hate articles like that because I need someone to rebut them because I'm actually going to have that as niggling doubt <laughs> in the back of my head forever. See, it's not as it's not a flat-earth theory, right? Okay. Like, I yeah. think on planet Earth, this could be a thing that happened. Could be a thing. And it has happened, like, not with Paul McCartney, but there's a theory that Kim Jong-il died earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I and it's not like a connection. fringe thing. It was like a Japanese professor yeah. who had a lot of dealings with North Korea. And he wrote about it. And he was like, yeah, like just following the pattern of uh, activity. I think wow. that he died in 2003 and not in whenever they said he wow. died. Yeah. And so I like think it has happened. And I definitely think it has happened with 
like kings like you know when we didn't yes. we didn't have like okay how do you know who your king is in uh medieval right but fuck england of course like you have like horse messengers and stuff right so if your king dies and no one wants to like destabilize anything okay we send out a, a weird ginger and we pretend that <laughs> <laughs> and pretend he's oh the king. my god i don't know i'm just saying i think it's definitely like you said it's it's a good one because it kind of is believable. Yes. Right? Flatter. Fuck that. I, I t- completely agree with you, yeah. actually. Um, so, that's technically the end of my research, but I want to say one more thing. Because I've been attacking a literal corpse and dead human <laughs> being. I just want to make it clear, John Lennon and Yoko Ono wrote a song together okay. called Woman is the N-Word of the Earth. Is the- what the fuck yeah first of all and second of all completely it's kind of like if you read (laughs) kimberly crenshaw's essay on intersectionality yeah but instead of like accurately understanding it and reproducing it you decided to go with yeah Woman <laughs> is the mm, of mankind. Shut the fuck up. No. Yeah. It's just garbled, garbled garbage. Thank you. It makes no sense. It doesn't really understand sexism or racism. And it, the worst part is that it it's so obvious they think they do. Yes. Well, that's that's why John Lennon was full of shit. <laughs> yeah, like the fact thought... that the second line is yeah. think about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the second line is yeah, she is. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> think about it. Literally, that's like the yeah. word the what, the second line of that song is what you hear during a debate from that one guy who's decided he's going to be the neutral one. The uh, the devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, like, I really do think that maybe, like, some black people wanted to be slaves, you know? Think about it. I think it was just, like, a clunky way of saying, like, oppression exists, but women are oppressed everywhere and all the time, which I, like, yeah. think is kind of true, but, like, white women were not oppressed more than black men were. Exactly. So obviously you kind of right because black women were more impressed than black men. Yeah. But it's not really right. All I'll say though is that the Beatles weren't really a part of the counterculture like this. Well, first of all, so they're (laughs) they tried though. Yeah, they tried. Like they were Uh. English, right? So (laughs) they didn't really have a place in like the American civil rights movement. Think about it. They're like, they went to Martin Luther King Jr. They're like, hey, I think you should be able to use the same washroom as me. Think Think about about it. (laughs) Think about it. Well, so they have this song called Revolution, and I hate it because, so the song is, you say you want a revolution, um, well, you know, like, we all want to change the world, um, but when you talk about destruction, um, I think you can count me out. Like, oh. really, it was, like, such a... Oh, white liberal. Um, white liberal. And so they wanted to be really part of the counterculture, but Boy. there was more folky grassroots people that had a better voice and more qualified voice, I think. What's that? Uh, the revolution will not be televised. Yes, right? yes. Ah, oh, so good. So beautiful. Yes. And I agree. Yeah, revolution... 
I'm not going to say that it necessarily has to be violent and no. destructive. I don't really think so. But it definitely, you know, is not going to be John Lennon saying, I don't know, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you say it, it's funny. And your hair bounces a little bit. It's so cute. Think about it. <laughs> I think I would let you say the N-word on, um, on national television. It would be so cute. Your hair would bounce. You'd be like, hey, think about it. Yeah, I would uh, be beaten up the next day. Uh, uh, I would. I would have to... Morally, I'd have to kill you after. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what? What? You have to guess now. Uh- okay, Carissa. What are your top three most unbelievable parts of the story I just told you? <laughs> the thing is, and you will have heard me exclaim repeatedly, people are stupid. So it's just like there are so many stupid things in this entire story that I just... I'm so sad, but I think they are true just because people would do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Having said all of that, I do think that the driving glove on Sausage Peppa album cover I'm is... I'm gonna pee. It's funny every time you <laughs> say it. It's just... It's literally the only thing that comes to my mind when you say Sgt. Peppers. Um, I think that's just a not believable... The second thing I think is just so ridiculous is the Rita story. Mm-hmm. The whole, because it never went anywhere. Like mm-hmm. you, you said, oh yeah, people called in claiming to okay. be here, but okay, where did it go? And who, who was the one person that was taken seriously? Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about that. And the third one, I think, is the. <laughs> I think is the. Uh, the two doll heads mm-hmm. thing, uh, I just don't really believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but can I have a clue? <sighs> like, was it was it part of the album clues? Was it related to what something that someone said? Okay, uh, here's a clue. One of your three guesses is right. <laughs> oh, fuck. just pick one. Just pick one. <sighs> <laughs> this is so much pressure. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna go with doll heads. Okay, that's your final answer. Yeah, that's my final answer. Was I right? Wrong. Oh fuck! Oh, I'm so close. That was a real thing. What was the false thing? Nobody ever claimed to be Rita. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you Why? got so close. I actually Why? got panicked. My heart started fluttering. I was so close. I you should know, have picked I, that one. You know why I picked the doll heads? Like, what? in the moment, I forgot what my other two guesses were. <laughs> I think you would have got it. You would have got it. You were right. Read it. So, um, I made it up. I was going to go farther with it and try to give evidence that they were having an affair. Yeah. But I was like... I, we got to the moment, and I looked into your eyes, and I said, "No, she's <laughs> she's she's got me. She's got me. I'm in her yeah. grasp." Oh, no, the Rita one was ridiculous. I okay. definitely like I I didn't guess it, but I knew it was wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm still gonna count that as a win for me. Okay, one for you, one for me, and I. I no, you won this. I didn't guess it in the in the end. You know? I guess, yeah. yeah. Like honestly, I would say that about any answer. I, yeah. You would have said like, oh yeah, it was the doll heads. I'd be like, yeah, I totally okay. knew that. You know. But isn't that um, 
Isn't that fucking crazy though? That album that 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 they really made an album cover with them covered in doll parts. It's like they were asking for it. To yeah, be honest. they really were. Yeah. Um, it be yeah no no that was really good. You did good. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god, that, that was, was so close. fun. No, but it was honestly such an enjoyable experience. Thank I you. learned so much, and it was just batshit. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) I think the craziest part about this story is that it, like, all of that really happened. People really believe that. Um, Which makes it perfect for this little podcast here that's all about deception and being a little bit stupid, but wanting Mm -hmm. to be better. Yeah, wanting. So hard. (laughs) Um, I will say I'm pretty proud neither of us attempted to do the Liverpool accent. Because, okay, here's the thing. I have a lot of trauma relating to (laughs) Liverpool. Why? Okay, so my PE teacher in my first high school, where I did my GCSEs, she was from Liverpool, and she uh, didn't believe my bullshit. So I used to swim back in the day when I was 15. Right. And I hated real PE, so because you have to do, like, runs and stuff, and I could never run. And so I would just pretend to always be on my period. (laughs) And so she aggressively in Liverpool. Yeah, she was like, didn't... "What are you doing?" And <laughs> that's not it. No, it's not. But she was like, "I'm gonna call your mom," and she called my mom. And my mom was like, "Yeah, no, she does swim. Like, it's not like she never exercises." And she just went, "I don't believe you." <laughs> <laughs> I, I think yeah. Liverpool is more. Like, I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Mine's I just remember. Cool. My teacher not believing in me to a point where she was like, yeah, I don't believe you. To my mom. Yeah, so I've blocked the Liverpudlian accent from my memory. (laughs) I just can't. I can't deal with it. It brings me back to a time of self-doubt, you know? Wow. And now look at you here lying on the (laughs) weekly constantly. (laughs) I learned, yeah. Does it give you, like, trauma when, like, you're explaining something to me and I keep going, like... I don't believe you. No, is no, no. That, What if I said it in a literary... <laughs> then it would. <laughs> then it would. It's because okay. you just sound, like, novel now. There's no connection to my old life. Ooh. Yeah. You need the Liverpudlian accent to... Canadian accent. Yeah. Okay, well, guess what? Next mm-hmm. week, it's your turn. Ooh, yeah. We're gonna have something fun. Maybe. 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 Maybe, maybe it's gonna be really boring. And maybe, maybe you skip it. And then just listen to me again. <laughs> just go back the to The following you. week. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, we can just cut me out entirely. (laughs) Okay, so this is Double Bluff, and now it's over.